everybody. I'm Ayo, and welcome to episode five of The Nook. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your questions on teaching students with severe and profound disabilities and low incidence disabilities, including autism. We have a great question today from Rayanne, but before we get to her pressing question, I want to let you know that you can have your questions answered right here on the podcast by submitting them on The Nook. You can do that by going to www.noodlenook.net slash podcast. And if your question is chosen, you'll get a free resource from the Noodle Nook store where you can choose from tons of products perfect for your classroom, like the adapted novels, which will allow you to work on literacy skills aligned with the state standards and general ed curriculum with a modified text, visual supports, and multiple choice questions with response icons. The adapted novels in the store continue to be a bestseller. And with over 150 other products to choose from, they'll definitely be something that'll work for you and your students. So head over to noodlenook.net slash podcast and submit your questions questions today. All right, here's today's question from Rayanne. If an autistic child runs to me and hugs me, should I return the hug? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. This question made me laugh a little because like, aw, love. <laughs> but what I hear you asking is if it's okay to show affection to your students. And I want to talk about this in a couple of different ways. First, I am sure that when the student is coming to hug you, it seems like an awe situation. But what is cute at six or at 12 or even at 16 is not cute at 40 or 50. And the truth is, the social skills that we reinforce now sometimes follow our students into adulthood, and they have a very different reaction then. So I want you to ask yourself, if this person did this behavior at 50, how would I react? Would it be appropriate? And if you recoil a little or second guess it, then there's a good chance it's probably not okay. The second thing to think about is why the student is hugging you. I worked with a student some time back that had the uncanny ability to get people to hug him. He was a student in a wheelchair and completely nonverbal except for some unintelligible grunts. And even without the ability to call people over to him, he was able to get people, and I'm talking strangers, friends, teachers, men, women, anyone, to hug him. He held open his arms and made a face, and this was just a face you could not resist, and people would hug him. And this included strangers when we were out in public settings. Again, it may be cute when he's 17, but at 40, will this still be endearing? And he was doing this for a greater purpose. Without being able to communicate with people, he was a little bit starved for social attention. And he got it this way. It became my duty to give him a more robust communication system, which we achieved using a core board and some intensive training. And that may be your case as well. Is the student hugging you when they're really needing another way to communicate? So lastly, and I'm not sure what grade you teach, but I've seen it happen, especially in secondary, where students presume a certain level of relationship when they're able to hug and touch people of the opposite sex. Suddenly a student is talking about how you and them are dating and that they touch you all the time, and it can start to seem a little inappropriate. I guess to pull this all together, if you would not hug a non-disabled peer or the same student at 50, then skip the hug and find other ways to show and express affection, like high fives, happy notes, or maybe fun cooking activities, or other ways to show you care without reinforcing what is ultimately an inappropriate social skill. Then, as always, be working on a reliable communication system for your students so they have the skills they need as they get older. Ran, I hope that answered your question, and thank you so much for asking it. I'm going to send you out a free resource from the Noodle Nook store so that you can get things going in your classroom, and I hope you'll start with the Core Vocabulary Flipbook as a way to start working on good communication. It has nearly 200 words in a flipbook format and categorized for easy access. 
You can start with the basic section of the board and then expand your direct instruction as the student acquires skills. So definitely check it out and the blog post on where to start with core vocabulary. Good luck. And for those of you listening, if you want to have your question answered here on the Nook, head on over to noodlenook.net and click on the podcasts button to submit your question. I also want to mention one more solution to a common problem in self-contained classrooms, and that's having and using good social narratives and social scripts to teach appropriate social behavior. There's a free social story on the blog, and I will link to it in the show notes, but if you want some more that are already pre-made, visit the Noodle Nook store. There are so many questions out there about how to be the best teacher when you work with low-incident disability students and students with severe disabilities, including autism, so be sure to stay tuned as we answer those questions. We need all the great teachers we can get, so stay strong and teach on. Thanks for listening to The Nook. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing now. Bye, y'all.